0: Or on the Instagram handle Sparking Wholeness. And now get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. This is Erin Carey and I am sitting down with Sean Gale, who is known as the CBD pharmacist. He is an American board certified pharmacist, author, speaker, and online course creator. He completed his clinical training at the University of Iowa, GoHawks. That is not me saying go Hawks, but yeah, sure, (laughs) go Hawks. In addition to running on the Iowa cross-country and track team. If you attended Iowa State, he will try not to hold it against you. (laughs) Love that. Sean began studying CBD over two years ago when he started selling it in his pharmacy. The results were so encouraging that he decided to give it a try himself. His initial experience and challenges finding effective dosing exposed what he saw as a weakness in a potentially beneficial therapy. And so he dedicated himself to learning more about CBD and how it could work best for him and his customers. By using a combination of his pharmaceutical training and 26 years of real life experience in retail pharmacy, Sean has formulated a unique perspective on CBD that cannot be found anywhere else. His goal is to bring clear, concise, medically based information into an unregulated industry seeing all the potential benefits of CBD in his practice and his own experience has spurred him on to become the source for CBD knowledge. So Sean, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being on today.
1: Yeah, thank you. That was a nice intro. Thanks a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to know a little bit. I mean, I guess before I get started asking questions all about CBD and the, as I was saying earlier, my favorite phrase, the endocannabinoid system, <laughs> I want to know a little bit more about what spurred your interest in CBD? Because you are a traditionally trained pharmacist, and yeah. CBD seems kind of like the wild, wild west, right?
1: It is, yeah, yeah. And it's funny you talk about endocannabinoid system. When I first started learning about CBD, there's all these big words that you never know. I literally had to practice. Like, all right, how do I say this? You know, practice in a mirror. So kudos to you for saying it right. <laughs> Some of these words, <laughs> I had to uh, constantly repeat to myself to get the hang of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it seems like a most most people that are in CBD, especially those that are passionate about it, we all have like a personal story of, of what it did for us or in our family. And I certainly have no exception to that. And whether it's with me or my family or people I've sold it to um, is really what, what drove it. But um, I started selling it at my pharmacy. I, I work in a hospital and uh, this is when it, in 2018, it was uh, legalized more or less. There was a farm bill in 2018 that allowed Farmers to grow it. And so it went from being kind of this fringy thing to all of a sudden being legal in almost every state. So I started selling it. Um, I started taking it, didn't do much for me, but my customers kept telling me all these great things it was doing. So I thought, well, let me, let me research it a little further and uh, figured out I was taking too low of a dose. So I took more and I started feeling some effects right away. And uh, my customers were asking a lot of questions. So I thought, oh, this is kind of a kind of a perfect space for a pharmacist to be in because it's it's the homeopathic over the counter area. People have questions about their prescriptions, especially if they're coming to my pharmacy, they're usually my customers, and uh, and researching, it was really hard to find, you know, conservatively based, medically sound, you know, information out there. So I thought if I'm having a struggle to find it, all my customers must be. So that really motivated me to dig in to find out more about it. And uh, the last couple of years have just been a journey for me to to learn about CBD. I actually had to stop selling at my pharmacy. I became, the, for a while, I was the number one seller in Northern Illinois for um, for my brand and uh, a lot of success with it, did an article on the paper, and then um, the hospital kind of found out what I was doing. Not that I was, I wasn't hiding it, but just the right people, the wrong people found out about it. I stopped selling it, but it, that really didn't stop me from digging into it because I knew what I had and all the people that came in, the experiences I had, uh, unlike anything over the counter where I would tell them how to take it and they would do it and they come back next month and go, oh my gosh, you know, it worked, it did something. So it was really satisfying for me to have the interaction with people, you know, 10 times more than what I'd see with like ibuprofen or Tylenol. And that just, that just spurred me on. So then I, I wrote a book, I created an online course, got you know, a website up and running, a wholesale CBD, but my emphasis is really on educational piece. I've been active uh, in my market, so I, I, whether it's with a hospital or just personally where I live in my community, talking to libraries, to uh, senior centers, to uh, physician groups, medical groups. I just love sharing about it, and uh, that's as that's as short as I can get that story. So uh, I hope that was (laughs) that, that, that got to your answer.
0: Yeah, no, it's so fascinating, and I think it's it's true that so many people are looking for other alternatives, whether it's for pain, inflammation, mm-hmm. mental health, you know, all these things that we're going to dig into. Um, and so I, I love hearing a little bit about how much in demand it was mm-hmm. um, that that's really fascinating. So let's get into that favorite phrase of mine, the endocannabinoid system. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, like, like, let's talk about what it is, what it does, how does it impact our overall health and what areas of health does it impact?
1: Sure. So I like to think of it, I, I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd. So if you don't know Lord of the Rings, this might follow a flat. but it's endocannabinoid system is kind of like the one ring to rule them all. Okay, so it's, it's kind of the boss. It's, it's, not, it's not like the boss where it tells everything what to do to an extent that they're dependent upon it, but it oversees all these other systems in our body. I didn't learn about it in pharmacy school. Physicians don't learn about a lot. About 20, 30% of medical schools even mentioned the endocannabinoid system. But it's a real thing. There's receptors all over your body. And the one reason why it does so much in all these places is that it's literally in like every nerve cell in our body, all over our brain. There's a ton of them in our gut. Um, your nerve endings have it. Um, so there's these receptors everywhere in the body. And so then the endocannabinoid kind of system is to really keep our body in balance. So homeostasis is a big word that you'll see bandied around a lot in the CBD industry. So uh, how well does it keep our body in balance? How well does it keep things functioning properly? So it's, it's, um, you might think of when you think of endokanabic system and all its effects, and we can get into more detail for what it does kind of more at the cellular level, but it just nudges the body in the right direction. Sometimes it's, it's a, it's a big push. Sometimes it's a gentle nudge, but, uh, it's, it, you know, it was designed to help keep our body in balance. And so it's effects, it has a lot of effects on the immune system, uh, large effects on, uh, on, uh, inflammation. It certainly affects your sleep. It affects your REM cycle, it affects the, the the depth and the quality of your dreams, um, and those are just a few of the effects. You know what we know about an endocannabinoid system and CBD is all from like at least from my research, my book. I whatever I read and a study, I put it in there. So I'm trying to hold true to that, but mostly studies are pre preclinical, which means animal testing. There's not a lot of um, you know, uh, testing on humans. There are in other countries, and the the data is. It's like a volcano, right? So it's gonna it's gonna erupt soon um, to prove all this stuff. So I just want to put that caveat out there. But but do know that all everything that I'm saying, we know it does these things, and we know it nudges the body in certain directions. But we're still learning everything that I can do because some people will hear cures cancer, opiate withdrawal, and I've seen a lot of positive things in my practice. But it's uh, if you think of our systems like the endocrine, the, the pulmonary, you know, all the systems in our body that work to keep our body running, it it, it does something in all those systems. So it's it's kind of cool we can't just pigeonhole it in one area and say uh it only does this it only helps with pain you know most people take it for majority of people take it for pain 70 like percent people take it for pain but that's not all, all that does it's not a sleeping pill and we'll get into that more a little bit later but it does help us sleep
0: that's that's really good and also my understanding is we haven't known you know because you mentioned it's not really taught but we haven't known about it as a system mm-hmm. but for what no. like 30 years or something yeah. like that is that yeah. right
1: yeah yeah that's right and you know, it's, that was part of my you know, my own prejudice I would overcome, you know, learning about it. Um, you know, cannabis was not spoken of very highly in pharmacy school, only spoken of very highly in medical school. And I'm just kind of relearning all that right now, what the good and the bad of it. Um, so you know, a lot of the medical community is against it. There's not many pharmacists doing this. I wish that there were, there's not many, there are, there are some out there, there are some physicians, but not a lot, and uh, it's really needed. So, you know, I'm hopeful that the more that we kind of get past or, you know, it's, it's not marijuana. It's not, it's not pot. You know, we got to get past that to, to really what it is. And that, that takes some time.
0: Well, I for sure want to get into all of that. But before we do, this is a great time to pause and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. You know what to do to be healthy in your life. But does your company know what healthy hiring habits look like? If your hiring is too slow and you're not finding quality candidates, you need Indeed. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job indeed instant match helps you make a short list of great candidates fast the moment you sponsor a job you get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description then you can invite them to apply right then indeed helps you hire great people fast plus indeed makes finding quality candidates even faster with 135 assessments to help make sure you find applicants with the right skills Best of all, you only pay for applicants who meet your must have qualifications. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. And also, according to TalentNest, Indeed is the number one source of hires in the U.S. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com spark. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com spark. Indeed.com spark. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Now, getting back to our conversation on CBD, I, I think what a lot of people will want to know when they're listening to this is they want to know how is it different from marijuana and does it get you high? And what are some of these misconceptions?
1: Well, the, the, the big answer is it is not the same as mar- marijuana. Um, so you have the cannabis, is kind of like a family that it belongs to. Marijuana is just a name that we've given to high THC plant. It's not an actual name for it. You know, it's just something that we've given it. Um, but when in America, we think about marijuana, we think of of the euphoric effects, the highs, the, you know, the weird side effects, the, you, you know, the, the the munchies, the the cravings, the, it can cause, you know, some more disturbing side effects, um, you know, make you uh, like paranoid. But um, the difference is CBD um, has very low THC. So THC is the active component that makes you high in marijuana. Uh, now, CBD is grown from um, from the hemp plant. The hemp plant is in the same family as the marijuana plant. Um, so they both are forms of cannabis, but they're totally different plants. So um, hemp plant has actually been grown for thousands of years. It's, it's a very useful plant. Not only is it healthy for the soil, but its fibers have so many different uses. You can make cars, houses, bricks out of it, boats, boat sails. It's it, it has this, some of these unique properties. So um, the hemp plant is, has been around for a long time. We just haven't really cultivated it for CBD. But uh, the hemp plant is naturally low in, in THC, high in CBD, and then when it comes to CBD, while we're on the topic, there's different formulations of it. You can get like a CBD isolate, which is, means it only has CBD, and then you have two other forms which bring in all parts of the plant. So those of those of, of you uh, that uh, really um, uh, feel that you know plant nutrition, homeopathic health is is really important, You're getting all parts of the plant in, in your in your health. Uh, in your vitamin supplements rather is is healthy it's good and that's that's the secret hemp plant so you've got these terpenes these flavonoids and these cannabinoids cbd is a form of cannabinoid there's over 140 140 terpenes there's over 100 different 130 different kinds of of, of cannabinoids so getting a little deep in the weeds here but um, there's all these different components of the plant and you can get what's called full spectrum which has a very small percentage of 0.3 thc or you can get broad spectrum which has zero THC in it. Um, so you can, you can get formed of CBD without any of the, the THC at all. The 0.3% is so such a small amount that um, it's not going to affect, you. it's not going to be a four, it's not going to be in the side effects you get from from marijuana or THC.
0: So you're saying that they're two different plants from the same source? I want yes, to make sure I get same it I, yeah, same I, from the same family. I don't know why that is so hard for me to wrap my head around, but I know for a <laughs> lot of people it's, it is confusing, but then at the same time we eat hemp hearts, hemp seeds, mm, you know, right. and nobody yep. questions if you're getting high on your hemp right.
1: seeds, <laughs> you're <But> definitely not.
0: <laughs> if it's this tincture, you know, then, yep. then people get a little crazy. So yep. just to make sure. So it's different. It's, it's the same family, but different plants.
1: Yeah. Different characteristics. Just like you know, okay. your own children, you know, each one's kind of different, unique, but the heavy hitter in the marijuana is THC, and that, that is the main effect it comes from. And one of the cool things about CBD, one of the uncool things about THC is so those people that have smoked on a regular basis or, or used marijuana, um, it does produce tolerance. It produces this kind of unnatural state in your body. So THC has these receptors in the endocannabinoid system, CB1, CB2 they're called, and it goes to these receptors and it binds to them and it, it overproduces these neurotransmitters that produce an effect. So all, you have this big effect right away because it just, it just kind of slams it in and you know, it's like, you know, it's like a zero 60 in three seconds, you know, it takes it and then it stays on there a long time. So it produces this unnatural state in your body. So over time your body goes, wow, look at all these, you know, chemicals coming out here. Like. You know, it's not that they're bad for you, but it's so much. We, we better we better down-regulate. We better produce less. So when you're not smoking, your body produces less of those chemicals that you really need to feel normal. They're, they're, they're kinds of neurotransmitters. So they work in your brain, work out your body. So THC produces this kind of, uh, you keep uh, losing more on it. You got to take more and more to get the same effect. That's true of any illicit drug. They produce that natural state. Your body will readjust the best it can, and then you just go through withdrawal, whether withdrawal from medication or withdrawal from your own internal you know, way to handle that stuff. CBD doesn't do that. So CBD helps what's in your body work better. And that's why I really like about CBD. Like there's never, there's never been a recorded overdose to kill someone from CBD or THC. Like it's very low toxicity. Tylenol, you, you don't take very many to get that toxic level. Added. It would be prescription nowadays if it came out. So these are the counter kind of medications that we've studied them. So we know what they are, and what they are but they can be very harmful to us. And not that those drugs are bad, but it just shows like their toxicity profile is so low. And with CBD, it's, I mean, you might not feel well, but it's not going to be toxic toxic to you.
0: That is super interesting. And I I also think, I mean, just from for me, as somebody who I never responded well to marijuana ever, like it was too mm-hmm. much for my system. I was one of those people that I start seeing things and everybody's like, Oh, what? You know, that's not true. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm starting to have like some weird, like hallucinations here, but everybody's different. Everybody's mm-hmm. body responds differently. And for me, that was just a little bit of an overload.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't yes, mind definitely. saying that
0: at all. And so okay. I've always been very fearful of anything like that. And I'm, I'm sensitive to all medications. So this is just how I am. And so like anything small is gonna make a big effect on my body. And there are a lot of people like that. So for somebody like me or people out there that that are like, uh, how do I warm up to this? Um, And and I want to help improve my health through CBD. Mm -hmm. What's a way Mm -hmm. to ease into it, you know, depending on our unique sensitivities to substances.
1: That's a really good question. I think it's one of the biggest questions out there for sure. And I think the point that you just, you just proved, leads into it well, because everyone's gonna respond differently to it. Uh, it's not like taking a blood pressure medication, it's not like taking an ibuprofen. You know, we know what those do, they do one thing only, they work on one system. So when we go back to the endocannabinoid system, see, I need to practice saying it more too. It's <laughs> will <laughs> <laughs> stumble over. It. Uh, we call it, ECS is, is the short yeah. version you'll see everywhere. So I may call it ECS, but-
0: ECS, that works. Either way,
1: yeah. So, because it, it has these effects on all these different areas, you can't just pigeonhole it and say, it's just going to do one thing. Um, so people that are trying it, some people are going to respond well to it. Some aren't going to have much response. Generally, I see about 70, 80% have a very positive response. Like, yes, i want to do more. The 20%, it's not that they don't feel anything, may not be worth it. Or they may be taking for something that's really kind of complicated and may, may need more time, may not do it. But I, I believe uh, because of how CBD works and just helping your body, your endocrine system being more efficient, it's a nice part of your diet. Because it's not gonna do you any harm, you're not gonna develop balance to it. Just helps what's these neuro uh that are already in your body just helps them to to work better. So it's like so it's just it's kind of like a accelerant to what's there. So so getting started on it, um, and, and this this is the section I wrote in my book, it's, it's a couple um chapters in my presentation, and having a visual part is really helpful here because there are some things to, to do. But but first thing before you get started is knowing where you're buying from. Because the marketplace right now for CBd is used to the wild wild west and what we, what we mean by that is there very little regulation fda has uh, said you you can't say CBd heals like we can talk about it here conversation mm-hmm. I can't post that on a website or I can't um put it in in writing where where they're going to see that because if I'm saying cbd cures cancer um the, the FDA may come and slap my wrist on that they've, they've only done it for maybe you know, 10 companies a year. So right now they're just kind of trying to say, don't make all these crazy claims, but we're not regulating how it's how it's made, how it's sold, uh, starting dose, max dose. There's there's none of that out there. So you really are on your own when, you, when you're gonna look for it. And and there's a ton of places out there. Um, one of the first things I did is I did a manufacturer review for my, for my book. I've just went and found 20 manufacturers and all 20 were fine. Like they all did a really good job of hitting some of those categories. So you, know, you wanna look for um, some proof of, of how they grow their hemp. So are they using, you know, organic practices? Hemp is very easy to grow. You don't need to use chemicals to to, to, to help it. It's actually, it, it kind of grows like a weed. Um, so, you know, are they using any, any chemicals on that? Are they associated with any organizations in their state um, for like a grower? Uh, are they associated with any CBD or hemp organizations? Those are all positive signs that are going the extra step to have people come and inspect what they're doing. Um, you know, how do they, um, you know, what's the lab, the lab that they use to get the CBD. So when you, you harvest the plant, you bring it in, you've got to extract the the oil out of the plant. And so that's, you're, you're in a lab. So is that, is there a lab certified to be clean? I mean, you can make CBD in your, in your backyard. Like, I mean, you can, I mean, it's not hard to make, but you want to make sure someone's selling to that they're above and beyond. So you look for what's called GMP practices, good manufacturing practices to do that. Um, again, I'm throwing a lot out here, a lot of terms, so people, you know, they can go um, on my website for this, they can look at my book, or they can just look up, you know, CBD and GMP or something. Uh, but these are all things that are really important to making sure you're going to get product. And then the last thing, the most important thing is you have what's called the COA, Certificate of, Auth- of Authenticity. Are you familiar with that term? Is that something that, okay. Um, so w- what that is, is is uh, after the, the oil is extracted from the plant and they put it in the final kind of form, they send um, a portion of that to a lab and the lab will do an assay on it. So how much CBD is in it, how much THC, how much, you know, the cannabinoids and we're also looking for impurities. So hemp is an amazing plant. One of the things it's known for, it draws out everything in the soil. So it, it takes all the toxins out of so the soil. They've used the hemp plant um, like Hiroshima, like wherever there's, 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 there's or where there's been, um, you know, nuclear facilities that have, have gone bad. They'll use that in the soil to help pull out the radiation out of the soil. So in a good farm that's organic, it's gonna be good. It's gonna pull out the healthy stuff. So you wanna make sure there's nothing impure in there. If it doesn't have a COA out of everything that you look at, that's the most important thing. So look at it, research it. There's a way to read them. And again, it can little complicated, but they do they do a good job of telling you how much CBD is in there, how much THC is in there. And the biggest problem people have is A, you're getting a product with no CBD. or are they getting a product, say you wanna get this full spectrum, cbd which has a little bit a tiny bit of thc in it um but if there's too much thc all of a sudden you're going to get buzzed you're like you're going to get high taking your cbd and you may be at work or driving you're like whoa like what's going on here so that coa will tell you is it under that legal limit that 0.3 and it's hard because you if you grow your hemp plant too long in the field it gets hot so it gets that term for hot means too high of thc and if their plants get too high in thc they got to raise the whole crop that the, the government will, will watch that part. So we gotta be careful what we're putting in our body. Eventually the government will regulate. They'll say, you need to have this kind of lab, this kind of facility, this kind of farm. Right now, there is not that at all. So that's the first step. I'll get to the next step. Any questions on what I just said?
0: Yeah, I no, I mean, I'm, I'm tracking with you. I think this is so fascinating. And I think this is something that a lot of people wanna know because you say unregulated and now people are like, oh no, like what what does this mean? Is it dangerous? But there are still, even though it's quote unregulated, there are still a lot of good practices in place to make sure that it is safe for people to consume. And so I think that that's important to share.
1: Yeah. So once you find your products um, and you, you go to the website, you can look at different forms of it. There's tinctures, which is what you put on your tongue. There's oral forms. There's edibles. It's funny saying edibles. So you think marijuana right away, but there are edible forms of, of CBD. Um, you know, like gummies, and uh, you will see it in foods like chocolate. And they're starting to put more and more in the food. One thing the FDA is pretty strict on is that um, they don't like us putting in food because it's hard to regulate how much you're getting. So I don't recommend getting it in food formulations. Um, get it, get it. And like, if you want to, like, I know gummies got sugar, and everyone wants that get a capsule form if you, because there are different properties for how you take it. Um, there's patches, there's um, all kinds of topicals, there's creams, so there's, uh, there's no shortage of ways to get it, and I think we're going to see more and more sophisticated methods for delivering CBD. So as we talk about how to take CBD, and you said you'd like to geek out a little bit on the details, so CBD is fat soluble and it's highly, highly metabolized by our liver, so there are problems with drug interactions. And if there's any sweet spot for pharmacists, it's talking about drug interactions, especially with CBD. So, um, you know, if you're on any medications, let your physician know if you're on it. Even if you're not on medications, you should still let your doctor know you're taking CBD. I found most, most have no opinion of it. A small percentage say no. Uh, the more progressive ones will say, yeah, go for it and see. So we wanna be careful with that. But it is metabolized by a liver. So other drugs are metabolized by the same enzymes in your liver. You can cause problems. You can either get more of the prescription drug or you get more of the cbd than you're supposed to it kind of depends on how it affects the liver the the big one we're concerned about is getting more of your prescription drugs so if you're on um, a drug for blood pressure or um like a blood thinner all of a sudden you know the blood thinner is twice as strong or your blood pressure is starting to starting to drop or say it affects your blood sugars your blood sugar starts to to decrease some of these are good things but you know you don't want to start messing with your medications unless you talk to your doctor and i know people that have gotten off their prescription medications off their opioids but it needs to be a team effort. So, you know, I I do encourage that with people. So this metabolism is very important because you only get about when you take it orally. So when you swallow an an edible formulation, you're only getting maybe 10, 15% CBD that you can because the liver does such a great job of deactivating it. You know, just the liver does its job. It's supposed to purify what we put in our body, deactivate it, make sure there's nothing harmful in there. When you take it like sublingually or you inhale it, uh, with vaping, um, you get about double that amount. Um, and if you use a patch, you probably gonna get a little bit more than that. So if it can go right in your bloodstream before it hits the liver, that's a good thing. If it goes through your stomach, it, it does hit the liver first, um, but the advantage is like the oral forms. So if you're, and depending on the conditions, and we can talk about this more if you want, I don't want to get too complicated, but, but the way you take it is often depending upon what you're using it for. So if you have anxiety attacks, you probably want to get something that's going to work right away. Sublingual, you know, um, you know, uh, is going to work faster than an oral medication. If you're using it for more like chronic conditions, whether it's you know blood pressure, your blood sugars, uh, inflammation, if it's in just regular just pain, you know, you can use a mixture of those. But um, the more CBD, the better in some ways. But also like the sublim- sublingual form, you get more CBD, but it also absorbs faster and doesn't last as long. So oral slower, but lasts longer, sublingual faster, but doesn't, doesn't last quite so well. So said
0: that's, that's awesome. And I will say just from personal experience, um, because like I said, I'm very hesitant about things, but I have used it before getting a dental procedure done.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was
0: really helpful for me just to kind of Relax a little bit, and again, not in a highway, not in. I'm not, you know, seeing stuff, Um, but I was. It just helped relax my body so that I wasn't as nervous as I typically am with dental work because I do not like going to the dentist, Mm -hmm. and I definitely don't like people messing around with my teeth. So (laughs) um, it it was really helpful, and then so I think that, and I used a sublingual (laughs) form, and it was pretty pretty quickly yeah, it worked pretty quickly. And so I think that that's really interesting that, it, but like you said, it does wear off quickly as well. Yeah. Um, and that's good to know. So what about, cause I'd love to get into other ways that this is used. You mentioned blood sugar. You even mentioned that the ECS regulates the endocrine system. So yeah. could this be something helpful for women with hormonal issues yeah. that maybe they're not finding any support for with birth control or some of these other things that we use yeah. to help support women's hormones? I'd like to know a little about that.
1: Sure. Um, I'll just, let me just finish up with the dosing part. So I do want yeah. because most people want to know. Well, all right, that's fine. How much do I take? <laughs> that's their question. Like I'll give this long-winded explanation. are like, all right, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter to me. How much do I take? So I'll, let me discuss that, and then we can get into some of those other areas. So there is a formula. It's if I say it to you verbally, it's going to go right over everyone's heads because it's a amount of a certain amount of milligrams per kilogram per body weight. It's on my website. Um, you can look it up, but. Uh, but generally, it, it, you um, one to two milligrams of CBD per kilogram of body weight is a normal place where people land. Um, so the secret with CBD is you start about a quarter of that dose, kind of go low and slow. It's called to see its effects on you. And so most people will end up between 50 and 100 milligrams per day of CBD once they're like a steady state. Um, you know, people can go up to 150, 200. It does get expensive. It's not a cheap therapy for sure. Um, but a bottle of of CBD that's 50 milligrams per dose. So, last you 30 days, costs between 70, 80, and maybe 90, $90 a month is what you're going to find. So, it's not cheap, but most people are around that range. Um, whether you're doing the tinctures or capsules, um, you know, like I don't recommend the vaping so much. People do it, it's popular, but the milligrams are about the same with that. Um, I just don't sell it. And, you know, I don't recommend a whole lot just because of all of the effects we've had with, <clears throat> not because the of the what you're inhaling, but because of what's heating it up and other impurities, impurities there. Um, so, most people are going to start between like five five and 10 milligrams once a day and just for a week or two, see how it feels. Everyone responds differently. Most likely, you're not going to experience anything. Um, side effects generally don't get at low doses. I've only had one person ever have, a, or no, two people ever have had a problem with it. That's stomach upset, and it can cause really vivid dreams. And uh, people, so you gotta kind of figure out if you're one of those those minorities that does that. Um, like that relaxing effect that you had is very common, especially at the bigger doses. Um, I don't get that, if I do 50 milligram doses, I do a combination of oral, so I'll do like an edible, like a gummy, and I'll do the, the tincture, and that's around 75, 80 milligrams a day. I don't get that feeling from that. If I were to say, do 100 milligrams at a dose, then I would start to feel a little more relaxed, a little more chill, so it doesn't cause a high, you know, remember i said like they're, they're different families right so i mean same family just different effects so marijuana is going to give you that really high buzz euphoria you know c- cbd you might just fill them or relax or chill depending upon how much you're using um so this, those are the basics for taking it um I'll, let me just say for a sublingual the two most popular forms are like the the capsules or gummies and the sublingual the sublingual just means you put it on your tongue you let dissolve there for one or two minutes um, so it absorbs into it blows you directly from this, this uh, um, you know, sub, sub-buccal cavity under your tongue. There's blood vessels right there, it goes right in. So the longer you can hold it there, the better. If there's any left you can swallow, it doesn't hurt you, but you wanna get as much absorbed sublingual when you do that. use that method. So that's the, kind of my caveats with the dosing. Um, and uh, you you really take a month or two to build up to a normal dose. Um, and what you're using it for depends on when you take it during the daytime. Um, so we'll talk about that in a minute, but I wanna answer your questions about you know these 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 uses that it has. So, um, you know the when you think about what it's trying, when you think about what CBD is trying to do, is trying to help your endocannabinoid system work better. And if if maintaining homeostasis is important, it's kind of like people that take blood pressure medications. You know you're, you're changing the pulmonary, you're affecting the pulmonary system. So you're you're causing the body to change how it pumps its blood through your body, whether you're relaxing the arteries or the blood vessels or the heart. And generally, you don't see that right away. It may take a month or two to get a difference. Sometimes you feel side effects right away, which is why we start at such a low dose, but the actual therapeutic effect takes a little time to build up. Same thing with CBD. Um, it really anything that affects the system in our body. Um, so if you're on thyroid medication, you know it may take a little time to find that right dosage for you, that right balance, everyone's different, just because you have this value on a, on a piece of paper doesn't mean you're necessarily gonna respond to just this dose of it. So you gotta be patient, start low and slow, kind of find that sweet spot. And then, and then, then you're kind of off and running. So, so it, it nudges us, it nudges us in the right direction. And the endocannabic system is not about drastic change. Like if, if it was about dramatic, drastic changes in our body, then it really wouldn't be about homeostasis. It'd be about, you know, fixing things that are wrong. But the problem is when you fix things, like if if you come rushing in with all these resources, it's going to get way, it's going to, it's going to get like a teeter-totter, it's going to get out of balance. So it, it works slowly. So I tell people that are using it, whether using it for, um, you know, like pain, anxiety, and sleep are the three biggest reasons. why people use it about 90%, at least this or the surveys say use it for those reasons. You know, you, you gotta give it some time, you gotta be patient, you gotta kind of self-monitor, you gotta kind of look at it, say, all right, so am I feeling any different? You know, am I noticing am I noticing any changes in my health? And just be consistent with it. And that's hard. It's hard in our society to take something every day. Um, if you miss the day, that's 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 okay. But taking it week after week, month after month is when you really see the benefits, and really even years later. I feel some cognitive benefits of a little sharper thinking. Um, I'm able to analyze my thoughts a little little better, just kind of some weird things I've noticed. Um, And that's after years of doing it. So it's not something you just take for a week or two and go, it's not for me. You really gotta be more persistent than that for whatever you're using it for.
0: Yeah, that's good to know because I think a lot of people want a quick fix. (laughs) They they want it for like, make me go to sleep better now, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so let's talk about the. Some of those other ways that that it can be helpful, whether it it is the blood sugar you mentioned, um, female health, kids, I'd love to ask if it's, have you used it with kids? That's pretty controversial. So all the, yeah, let's get into that while we have time. Yeah,
1: I'll try and go quickly here because for pain, anxiety and sleep, which is the most common reason why people use it. and, And if your listeners have questions specifically about will it work for this, or I'm on these medications, like I'm happy to be a resource to help them. You know, I can steer them in the right direction. I do have some of that on my website, but I ha- I'm happy to be a resource for all these things because there's there's no there's no yellow book road here. We gotta kind of find it. So the most common conditions, pain, anxiety, and sleep. So so its predominant effect is in the immune system. Probably this number one effect. And so it, it has this balance of reducing our immune so it it can reduce our immune system response to like an injury. So it, it, it reduces like a cytokine storm. Some of your, your people may know what that is. You know, it, it, it helps our body heal faster. And to do that, it actually has to kind of, you know, speed up the healing process. And so too much CBD, I'm talking well over like 1,000 milligrams a day, can, can lead to infections because it, it suppresses too much. But in a healthy balance, it does a good job. Um, so one of the things it does is it, it, it finds those areas of inflammation in your body where your body's out of whack and it, it tries to bring that back down again. I look at it as it works like um, you know, like a really strong ibuprofen, you know, probably four or five stronger, times stronger without some of the side effects. So, but you got to be consistent with it every day, you know, whether you're using it for, for pain or anxiety, it takes time for anxiety. One of the things I want to touch on is that it does affect serotonin levels. Some of you may be familiar with what that, that neurotransmitter does. It's a common ingredient and in, a um, common area to target for prescription drugs like Prozac, Alexa, um, you know, Lexapro. It doesn't do it near the level those do. So, so don't think you're taking like a strong antidepressant, but it does affect serotonin, which has a large effect on our well being, on our anxiety. That's one reason why it helps with with opioid. You know, people that are addicted to opioids or addictions is that it creates this, this neurotransmitter in a, in a healthy way that helps us overcome our addictions. It kind of, uh it, it works with PTSD, um so there's all these effects in our in our brain that it has that um are kind of wide-ranging and so uh and so especially when you use it for sleep the one thing i want to comment on for sleep and then we'll get to the kids part is that i think the number one thing when i'm talking about people about dosing cbd is you, you want something for sleep when you take it you know before bed <laughs> you know it's it's kind of you know obvious a tonal pm you take a prescription like ambien um you know there's a whole host of them out there lunesta you know they work because they they force you to sleep cbd doesn't work that way um i don't take cbd before bed the last dose i take is around three or four in the afternoon i can't do it close to bedtime my dreams get way too vivid they're not nightmares but they're very vivid they're very real i got and i'll wake up and go oh i gotta get out of that dream like it's just too weird so it's you know not help my sleep to do that Um, Only at high doses, we get that kind of drowsiness feel, that somnolescence where you're like just tired, lethargic. Uh, But what it does is when it's time for bed, it helps your body. All right, you're tired. Let's let's go to bed doesn't it's not going to slam you to sleep like Ambien does. You know, it's not going to give you a hangover in the morning, but you may take it at breakfast and lunch or afternoon and it's still going to benefit your sleep. So if you're using it for sleep aided reasons, it has it has what's called a long half life. So that's how long it takes your body to metabolize half the drug. So therapeutic levels may not occur when it's below that, that half-life, when it's below 50% metabolized, but you're still gonna get some effect from it. But the half-life is, is anywhere from like 20, to 24 hours, they're saying, so it stays in your body a long time. So if you take it around lunchtime, the, you know, even two, three hours later, it's peak effect, but six to eight hours later, you're still planting your system, helping whatever you're using it for. So I wanna caution people, if you're using it for sleep, you don't need to use that. Um, we start talking other cognitive reasons, like in kids. Uh, my my kids are somewhat guinea pigs, so um, sometimes my wife's chagrin. <laughs> I, we we try some things, but I, I've tried it with my kids, and and through some of my coworkers have tried CBD for like ADHD and ADD, and I've heard good things about it. I don't have a lot of experience in the area. it's not a lot of very really testing, but it. I have ever I have heard some positive things. I've seen it with my kids a little bit. I've seen it in some other ones, um, and but mo- most kids, most younger people and this is this is a generalization they, they're in a kind of system works so they gain less benefit from it as we get older all our all our systems start working not as well um, so i think there's more chance for it to do well um and more so than in, in some than others so in kids it's kind of hit or miss for sure but again the same things hold true it's very safe it's healthy don't do it without talking to a physician but if you want to use it in your children it's I mean, it's, it's so much safer than the things we put in our body, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, You know, and you mentioned something a bit ago that now my brain is stuck there. As you mentioned cytokine storm, we've heard a lot about cytokine storms with mm-hmm. COVID. And I wonder, you know, when we're talking about COVID long haulers, which is very much a thing and there's very much a long-term impact for a lot of people, um, and the, and the lasting inflammation after effects there, have you seen any studies yet on, on CBD and people with some of this long haul symptoms of COVID, or is that something you you'd like to see? Cause I, now I'm kind of interested in that yeah. as we're talking about it.
1: Yeah. Well, about COVID in particular, you're asking.
0: Yeah. And some of these long haul inflammation, yeah. cause I think, cause yeah. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure most of these long hauler symptoms are due to that cytokine storm kind of still yeah. wreaking havoc.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, it's not, it's not that in regards to cytokines, it's not like it, it, it reduces the storm, but it helps the healing th- to be faster or it may reduce response a little bit. So it's against about keeping that body in, in homeostasis. So it, it wants, it doesn't, it doesn't want to shut that down because it knows that the reason the body's doing it is because they think there's something wrong and there is, we just, right. maybe don't need it as much as we do, or you get this, this storm, all of a sudden your symptoms are, are way off, way off the ledge. So it tries to compress it down a little bit. Um. So I think in regards to COVID, you know, it, it can help our immune system more properly identify foreign pathogens. I I think it does. It, it may help it work a little better. It's not going to stop it from viruses. It's not going to stop from getting COVID. There are people out there that are saying that it can do those things. I will say that it does help your body's immune system kind of get up and running at in, in, in full capacity is the way I like to say it. So if that happens, you're more likely to respond as well as you can to whatever pathogens attacking your body, whether it's a virus, bacteria, and you know, if you it's not gonna you're not superman, it's not gonna make you invincible to stuff, but it just helps you respond to it better. But what I like about CBD is that its inflammation isn't just limited to muscles or your sore back, like it it actually reduces swelling inflammation in our arteries, so it can reduce blood pressure. Some people have gotten off it because it's it's helped their blood pressure so much. Um it, it can reduce swelling inflammation throughout our body and our organs. So it's you know, if, if you're an alcoholic and you, you have liver damage, it's not gonna reverse liver, liver damage, you know. But if you, if you have with a lot of promise for it, for um, like Crohn's, um, again, if you have a disease, it's not going to make the disease disease go away. Most people are not going to have that effect, but it's going to help. And it's going to push you in the right direction. And some people that are more sensitive to it, it does great things, amazing things. And other people, it's just going to help a little bit. Most people I think are somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah. and And another thing that is causing, and I know we're running out of time, but like my brain is just going now with, with all the <laughs> thoughts and questions, but you know, our fat cells can be inflammatory, which is what leads to <laughs> weight gain. And so I wonder how helpful this, this is even for people who need to lose weight or are wanting to lose weight and just reduce um, fat cell inflammation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the Holy grail right there. That question is <laughs> for the, the natural remedies that are going to help us with our, with our weight control. And I will say, kind of like my, my point with the COVID was it, it can help with, with swelling and inflammation in your lungs. So if you have COVID, have breathing, it's a more natural way to help with that. So, yeah, a lot of times if you're t- dealing with obesity or just overweight, it's an, it's an inflammatory condition, you know, whether it's, you know, whether from the foods or just the way your body is responding. But what I, what I like about, so CBD, I've seen a lot more about weight loss. I yet to see much data out there saying what it does or how it does it. There's, there was a lot of chatter about it for sure. There are some anecdotal stories where people are saying it does that. Um, for me, it was a minor, I mean, I, I'm pretty active. I run every day. Um, I noticed a little bit difference maybe, maybe like a pound or two. Um, but again, what it does helps our body work more efficiently and effectively. So it's gonna reduce spine inflammation. It's, it does help our blood glucose system. So it does help our blood sugars. not enough to make you from type two to not type two or type one to type, you know, not at all. But it there it's like this drug called metformin, which is pretty popular out there in the longevity discussions. And that's what metformin does. It helps our body, helps our body's insulin work better, it helps our recognize the sugar, helps it work better. That's that's what CBD does in a way. It's not gonna it be as strong as a prescription drug, but it helps us identify um the helps your blood sugars work better, identify what's what should be absorbed, what shouldn't be, which may end up in resulting in a little bit of weight loss. But um I, I have I haven't seen much enough in there to say it's going to help you lose, lose, lose your weight, but combined with you know right eating and exercise, it's it's going to be another kind of I think tailwind that pushes in the right direction.
0: Yeah, no, that that's fascinating, and I mean it goes back to what you said at the beginning about homeostasis. It it's putting things in balance. It's helping mm-hmm. to regulate. The body in a way that our bodies are not very regulated right now, mm-hmm. I think because of yeah. modern day lifestyle, everything, the stress, you know, I was reading something today that's talking about 90% of, um, of illness and disease is stress related. It's, it's, um, it goes back to just like these mm-hmm. chronic stressors that we have. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how did we mm-hmm. get here? You know, and so <laughs> there is a need for something like CBD and, and to help support this ECS that we all have. Mm-hmm. Is uh-huh. there anything, um that, that is hurting our ECS? Is there anything that you see that, um, you know, whether it's food or stressors or, you know, have you looked into anything like that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, And there hasn't been a lot of, at least in the CBD arena, you know, it's more about the remedy than sometimes about the problem. Um, But in regards to ECS, there hadn't, I think internationally, there's a lot more research in this area. So I don't have a lot of studies to back up what I'm saying right now, but the, the endocrine system um, does, I mean, as we get older, it just, it's just a general part of aging. It just doesn't work as well. It doesn't do what it does as well. Um, so whether that's, and certainly a stressful lifestyle, improper sleep, improper diet are all things that are going to decrease it. So, and, and there's not a lot of places in nature. Matter of fact, there's no, there's no, of nature where you can get all these components of the hemp plant. All these terpenes flavonoids which are also health very beneficial for your health and all these cannabinoids there's nowhere else you can get some in some other areas um there are but nowhere is, is this is so if you if you want to give it a try if you're interested in it the only place you can really get it is from that plant and, and in this oil um otherwise yeah we don't really know so um so diet does have an effect on it uh, for sure but um uh, i just think generally as we get older it, 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 struggles to do the job that it should like, like a lot of systems in our body do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. So where yeah. do people find your book and find your website and learn more about this and, yeah. um, and, and the dosing and all of that. I'm sure people are going to want to go back and, and learn more about sure. that too.
1: Yeah. Thanks. So, uh, you can buy my book on my website. It's awaken to CBD.com. Um, and I have products on there, some blogs. Um, you can uh, ask me some questions if you want in there that kind of has everything. My, my online courses in there. Um, my, if you want to go on Amazon, I'm on Amazon. You can get the, you can get a book through there. Um, and and I believe we discussed beforehand, I'm happy to provide a PDF version for free to your listeners if they're interested, uh, in getting that. So if, if they're willing to send me an email, um, promise not to spam you, but you trade me an email, uh, I'll send you the PDF version of the book. Um, otherwise I also have a book funnel, um, that, um, is your ability to get a, Cover version of the book for free. Um, I pay for the book, you pay for shipping, um, and I gave that address to you, right? So maybe we can put that in the notes. I'll to, put that in the
0: show notes. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's kind of a long one, so so yeah. we'll put that in, in the notes below. So I'm happy to f- provide my resources to people, um, and you know, I'm not I'm not here to hard sell you, honor your 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 listeners, but to be a resource. So I'm happy to do that. I love the hard questions, so you know, fire those away, and uh, you know, look forward to hearing hearing from them for sure.
0: Great. This is so good and so helpful, but I also want to make sure that listeners understand, I think you mentioned it briefly, but they, they can order some of these products from your website too, right? Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah. I have the, I have the tinctures, the capsules, the gum or the tinctures, the gummies, I'll have capsules, um, and topicals.
0: Okay. And this is a, like, goes through all of your, um, yes. high, uh, yeah. list of qualifications for. Yeah. Quality
1: like, yeah. 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 So when you go to like a, an auto, especially like a dealer, we have a, Hundred-point inspection test. Well, I have a fifteen-point inspection that goes over all these different categories. So I betted this brand. It's Midwest. I'm in the Midwest, the local brand. I know. I know the grower. I know. I know how he does it. So yeah, this this checks all those boxes for sure.
0: Awesome. I love it. I'm excited to yeah. to look more into that myself and um, to share this with listeners and everybody. And this is so informative. I wish I could ask you more things, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just thank you for being part of the show and willing to share your knowledge.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Thanks
0: for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.